Shalom, everyone, and uh, welcome to this Rosalind Farr live stream. Um, I'm excited to be here with you guys. Um, this is just going to be something really spontaneous, something really um, off the cuff, if you want. Well, um, I'm just here today because I want to, I just felt an urge in my heart come on and just pray for some of you. Um, I feel like there's a lot of attack on many people and a lot of things going on. Of course, we know there's a lot going on in the world, um, but I, I want to be there for you guys today. And we're so we're going to lift each other up and pray for each other um, because there is great power in prayer. Amen. So I'm I'm going to ask you to as I'm even starting this right now. I'm asking everyone to join. I'm asking you to share this video for your friends and tell them to join. And uh, I want you to in the comments, I want this to be interactive and I want you in the comments to come and just post your prayer requests. OK, whatever is on your heart, um, it doesn't matter what it is, doesn't matter what it relates to. But if there is something on your heart, then I'd like you to please come and post it in the comments for me. And I'd love to um, to 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 pray. And, uh, you know, as I'm waiting for you guys to start with that, I'm seeing there's already a few coming through. and We're going to get to that now. Um, I want to just tell you about what we are thinking. We are thinking about uh, doing a uh, and rise on fire, a big baptism event um, soon. And I wa I'm wondering if there's any of you guys who would be interested in something like that, you know, like because I've, I've I've had so many people. This is really amazing. Glory to God. I've had so many people start contacting me about, um, you know, I want to get baptized, but there's no church around me saying things like that. Right. Because they, they really don't know where to go because, you know, some people are in remote areas and they don't know where to get someone to baptize them. And there some people are even and this has happened for the past few weeks. Now, multiple people have been flying up to where I am um, here in Virginia Beach on the East Coast to, uh, just to get baptized. And and I'm, and we're really thinking of doing just like a, a great event which is going to be like a baptism event and um, possibly, you know, some teaching, but, you know, nothing too crazy, but but just a great event that's going to allow a lot of people to 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 give them that opportunity, because I know there's some of you who may be longing for that. And if that's you, please also let me know in the comments um, below this video. I'm being I'm saying I'm seeing the comments all we're on Facebook or on YouTube right now and all the comments I'm looking at. So please let me know if if that's something that you would be interested in or something someone in your family, you know, would be interested in if that's something that you would actually want to do. We're looking at maybe doing something like that later this year if there's interest. Um, and um, yeah, and on a, another note, you know, I'm just I'm just uh, I just want to share a little bit of a few things as as, I'm, as, I'm, as you guys are posting your prayer requests. Um, you know, uh, I feel like in the body right now, you know, I, you guys know me and I've been talking a lot about um, spiritual gifts for a while now, as you guys know. And I think that the father's doing such an amazing thing with in that and people are really we are seeing an awakening, you know, we've we've seen an awakening in terms of the truth, right? Recently, you know, we well, the past few years now with this whole um, people coming back to realizing how to walk in holiness that God, you know, called us to walk in holiness and, and his, the beauty of his commandments, the blessing, all that. You guys know what I'm talking about. But we're also now seeing this great 
can I call it a revival? Um, great revival movement, whatever, um, in terms of this Holy Spirit, like, and it's just, I'm so excited about that. But there's also still a lot of, um, can I call it um, blockages? And and I think, you know, let me know about what you guys, this is really going to just be an interactive session. So let me know about what you guys think about that. You know, I, f I find that there's still a lot of religious, uh, relig there's good religion and there's bad religion. Good religion is caring after the, looking after the oppressed, right? Like, like is written in the scriptures, but bad religion is when we become stuck on things that aren't biblical and uh, and we start putting God in a box and especially his Holy Spirit in a box. And we really start trying to determine how God is allowed to move or not. And, and that doesn't work with the Holy Spirit and spiritual gifts and things like that. And I feel like there's so many people still um, struggling because of fear, um, because of uncertainties regarding these things. And, and a lot of them are, are I understand where they're coming from. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm not saying here I'm not talking down. I'm totally getting where this is all coming from because you know, there's so much stuff, baggage um, that some people get in 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 their encounters with bad um, practices within maybe their history of church going, you know, whether it's some weird uh, spiritual manifestations or OK, there's a lot of things that can go wrong or just misusing of spiritual gifts like the Church of Corinth was doing with Paul. Okay, there's a lot of this stuff, and but I, I think really the what the fathers wanting to do in the season, and I'm just I'm just speaking this over the body. I, I want us to understand that I believe the Father is trying to cleanse us from that stuff, and He's saying I want to make you a I want you as a bride that is clean that that's not defiled by the things of the past. I want you to be able to be a warrior that's not going to always be thinking twice about going into this battle that you need to step into. I don't want you to be walking in fear. I don't want you to be double second guessing my spiritual gifts. It's a big one. I don't want you to second guess what I told you to do. If I told you to go out and heal the sick, don't ask me. If it's my will, because I already told you to. That's how what God is saying. He said, I, I told you to do these things. I told you to go and heal the sick. I told you to go and cast out the demon. Don't question whether you have the authority because I gave it to you. Or, you know, this God is asking us come to this understanding of that. You are a son. You have authority. Yeah, there was freedom for you. And not only that, even better, perhaps, is I'm giving you authority over these unclean spirits and the enemy himself to tread on the snake like Messiah did to prepare the way for the king because he is coming. He is coming and the world's events are all showing us that and reminding us of that fact that he will come back one day. Right. So, brothers and sisters, enough of me preaching. I want to uh, start heading into the um, comments here, which you guys are posting. Okay, so let me let me just get some water here before I. All right. So, 
I'm going to go through some of these here. Um, this is from Janet on YouTube. My husband and I would appreciate prayer for wisdom and provision for some things we're seeking the Father on. Amen. I think it's awesome. Um, prayers for wisdom is that's the one prayer I've been praying since I was a little boy. God, give me wisdom. What is the beginning of wisdom? Fearing the Lord. So if we fear the Lord, that's the beginning of wisdom. And from that place of fearing him, all wisdom comes and all the decisions we need to make, all the things we face. Fear the Lord. Step one. And he gives us that wisdom. That's the if you want to call it the formula that scripture gives us. It's simple, but it's powerful. So, Lord, I just speak to Janet and her husband's situation, as well as anyone on here right now who who desire wisdom, who desire provision, because I know, yeah, there's a lot of provision, I think, in our hearts, uh, a desire for provision. And many, many of you may have even been um, laid off or, OK, it doesn't matter. Lord, I thank you for provision in whichever way. Is it is it spiritually? Is it financially? Lord, I whichever way, Lord, I thank you for everyone listening that you would just give them a, an amazing provision, Lord. Father, I just pray for wisdom. In the name of Yeshua. And it's also Brittany saying, going through times of waiting, trials, testing. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Father, I just pray right now, Lord, for that patience, that endurance that you give us, Lord, for everyone listening who may be facing things like that, trials where they need to be patient. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for the when we are being tested. Lord, I know there's testing. There's even testing going on right now. Oh, even in my own family and with many things we are going through. And, you know, Lord, I just thank you for tasting. Uh, thank you for, for allowing us to be tested. But thank you for giving us the endurance to run through and push through because tasting produces great faith. Amen. All right. Baptism of the Spirit. Prayer for that. OK, cool. I think at the end of this, we're going to have a big prayer just for that. Um, come to California. Oh, that'd be awesome. I haven't been in California yet, so that'd be wonderful. And um, then we have some people talking about the baptism event. Please do. Yes. Yes. Me and my friend would like to get baptized. Sound great. Sounds great. OK. Yeah, there's a lot of you saying that. So, you know, I think really we should we should think about doing that. I think it'd be awesome. And um, I'd love to meet some of you guys in too. If you guys are able to come through for something like that. Okay, um, here's a message from Megan on Facebook. My husband and I have been have been, have both been struggling with severe health issues. He is bedridden following a surgery two years ago. He has neurological and heart issues, severe muscle weakness. I have painful bleeding rashes all over my body following a surgery last December. I can barely function in extreme pain, burning, itching for eight months without end. Whew. Okay. We, glory to God. Let's pray for that. And um, Megan also says we have four little kids. We are desperate for a miracle. Amen. Okay. All right. So Megan, I'm going to pray for you and your husband. Um, he's got. Okay. All right. Okay. So it's all these surgeries and complications for that from that. All right. So for, let's let's all pray for Megan right now. Lord, I just thank you, God, for Megan and her husband and Lord, Holy Spirit, God, right now, where they're at, Father, both Megan and her husband, Lord, I pray you would go and meet them right there now. Father, I thank you right now, Holy Spirit, God, we just speak to the pain, the skin rashes, the bleeding. God, I thank you. I command it to stop. 
In the name of Yeshua, Lord, I thank you. I command it to stop. Lord, I thank you for pain to go in the name of Yeshua. Lord, I thank you for freedom over her body now completely in the name of Yeshua. And I thank you for all the, the, the stuff from the surgery to be sorted today. Now, in the name of Yeshua, Lord, I command freedom right now over her body. Father, I thank you, Holy Spirit. And Lord, I just speak right now to her husband regarding the his heart and neurological issues. Father, I thank you. We speak to his brain to be made new now in the name of Yeshua. Lord, I thank you for a brand new brain, nerves, everything to be made whole now in the name of Yeshua. Lord, I speak to his heart. Command his heart to be restored now. We command any um, uh, out of beat heartbeats, anything like that. We command it to stop. In the name of Yeshua right now, Lord, I thank you for freedom. God, I thank you, Lord, for your peace to surround them and their family. God, and I thank you for their children to be blessed, Father, because they are running after you in the name of Yeshua. Okay, amen. All right. Thank you all for joining. I'm so excited. Shalom, shalom. Everyone's saying hi. Um, here's a prayer request from Charlie. I recently lost my job with United Postal Service because they wanted me to work on Sabbath. Okay. 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 Cool. Yeah. So, Father, Lord, I just pray, Lord, for an open door for Charlie. Lord, I thank you, God, that you are the provider. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that just like you provided the coin out of the fish's mouth with Peter to pay those ta taxes. Lord, I thank you that you're going to provide for Charlie and anyone who's listening right now, Lord, who has a a financial urgency in their heart, who has a worry with that. Lord, I pray, Lord, for that you would show them, God, that you are the God who provides, that you would show them that you care, you fight for them. Brothers and sisters, you know, I, um, uh, I've been going into, I've been in full-time ministry for a while. I remember leaving my job and it was a scary time. Well, you know, it's, it was, I, w I had peace, but it was, it was still a leap of faith. I wasn't necessarily like super scared, but it was a, a leap of faith. I was, it's kind of like jumping off a cliff. Even if you have a, now you have a parachute. It's that, it's that, wow, you know, um, and I'm afraid of heights. So, you know, it's, I know what that's like. And, um, I, so I, I, I want to say that I understand that leap, but I also want to say that I have so, I have seen the father come through so amazingly every single day of my life, you know, in terms of provision and, um, God is just so good with that. He says in his word, this is, this is what his word says. He says, I will provide, I feed the I dress the lilies. Am I not able to take care of you? I make sure that the uh, little birds in the trees have food every day. I will take care of you. How much more will he take care of us? Right. So I just want you all to hang on to that promise. It's a promise of God. He's saying this to us. I'm not here pre preaching some prosperity thing. This is really simple. He says he will take care of us as long as we are in him, we're, 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 we're running after him. We're desiring him. We're, you know, our heart is for him. If we rebel against him, okay, and walk away, that's one thing. But if we're seeking him out, he's going to take care of us because we're his children. Okay, I hope that blesses you guys. Um, as I'm talking now, for anyone new who's joined, welcome. Please just post your um, any kind of prayer requests in the comments, whether you're on Facebook or YouTube, post it in the comments. I'm going to see it and I'll be pray, praying for you. 
And um, also, by the way, if you have any questions, and this is this is really we're opening this up to anything script about the Bible, uh, anything scriptural, anything like that about God, um, you're very welcome to post any questions, and I may just take your question here today as well. All right. Okay. Um, here's a comment. Uh, you're the third confirmation today, talking about a revival within the last few minutes. Awesome. Glory to God. Well, look, you know, I've heard people uh, on that note, you know, um, I've heard people talk about things and some people don't like the word revival because they don't like the th idea of that, you know, some people don't think that there's any biblical support for an end times revival. Um, because, you know, we know that the scriptures say there will be a fall, a great falling away. And of course, that's true. There will be. And I think we're, we're seeing a lot of it already, um, but I think it'll increase. There's a great falling away from Christ. Um, but brothers and sisters, don't be misled to think that it's just kind of like, oh, no, everyone is just falling away. And that's the end of it. God is just going to, you know, oh, well, <laughs> no, God is always going, always has a plan and he's always one step ahead of the enemy. And he always is going to be as the enemy pushes his stuff more, which is happening more and more as we go along into the years. God is also bringing about great things and he is bringing about great revivals, especially when pressure increases. There is great um, uh, outpourings of the spirit. There's great um amounts of people coming to faith, etc. And you can, you don't have to call it a revival if you don't like the word, but it's revival. Okay. It's when people are coming to faith and in increasing numbers. We're seeing it in China. We're seeing it in Israel. We're seeing it in so many places around the world right now. And if you don't see it, you just don't know. But I'm telling you, it's happening. It's, it's awesome. Um, and uh, just like prophesied, you know, we have our Jewish brothers and sisters um, you know, as prophesied by Paul, where he talked about the fullness of the Gentiles that has to be coming in. And and that has happened. And now we're well, that's happening. And now we're seeing the our Jewish brothers and sisters coming to Messiah in increasingly great numbers. And it's wonderful. And we have to pray for them because as Messiah said, and, you know, as it's throughout the scriptures, it's to the Jew first. And we have to not forget about our Jewish brothers and sisters. Um, many, many of them have simply been um fed a uh, many of them have been deceived in in the portrayal of the messiah that they have been presented which is a wrong one right the the messiah that has done away with commandments or or things like that which they they wouldn't recognize that messiah but there is a but jesus yeshua okay he did come as the Messiah, and he did come to not do away with his commandments, with his father's commandments, but uh, he came teaching them and upholding them too. And he calls us to walk like he did. So let's go on. Um, I feel the same. A season of cleansing refinement through the fire, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Okay. This is from Elizabeth. Please pray for me for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and to overcome fear, fear of man, the future, etc. Awesome. Yeah. You know, um, fear is a horrible thing. And I think that if we it goes back to kind of what I said earlier about wisdom, you see, if you fear God, 
then you will fear other things less. You know, because if if God is if you the reason that you would fear God and, and this this you know this godly fear of God comes from being able to understand who he is. And if you understand who your God is, you will understand where the world is in comparison to him and how the world is nothing to be afraid of and the situations of the world are nothing to be afraid of compared to his goodness and and who he is and so i would say if you're afraid of situations and, and look i get it okay when i'm not we, we're all faced with various trials in our lives and sometimes we're going to really worry about things but I think it's a good reminder to always say, Lord, help me to fear you more, because if I can fear you more, I'll fear other things less. OK, but I think this is a good prayer point. Um, that, like I said, at the end of this, I'm going to pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit for everyone listening. So I'm going to say that for lost, uh, saving the base for lost. Um, and um, but but Lord, I just thank you for fear. God, to just go, Lord, I thank you, Father, that you would give us authority over the fears in our lives, that you would be able to help, that you would help us to be able to to put these fears aside, Father. Help us to realize how glorious you are, Lord. Help us to fear you and you alone and nothing in this world. Okay. Amen. All right, let's go on. Uh, we need prayer for, for healing from my wife, Rebecca, from high blood pressure and kidney stones. Also, please pray for her daughter and financial provision. Okay, so Lord, we just speak to Rebecca right now, Lord, for her high blood pressure, um, kidney stones, Lord. Father, I just thank you. We just speak to, right now, Lord, to her blood pressure, Lord. We speak to the kidney stones, Father. We speak to the pain that comes with that. We command all pain to go. Now, in the name of Yeshua, all pain leave. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for the kidney stones to go. Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for her blood pressure to normalize. In the name of Yeshua, Lord, thank you for your freedom right now. Amen. And Lord, I just speak right now as well to um, her daughter, Lord. I just thank you for your Holy Spirit, Lord, to, to draw her in and closer to you. In the name of Yeshua. Amen. Amen. Okay, I'm just reading through here. Um, okay. By the way, guys, remember you can ask any questions as well. Um, I'm seeing a lot of prayer requests. So I'm going to go through some of these. Uh, there's a is a question here by Wesley. I'm going to go too quick. Okay. Paul said that the law came because of transgression until Christ came. Okay, let me pull that up quick. Um, sorry, guys, give me one sec. Let me just pull this up because I, I didn't prepare for any of this. This is off the cuff. So um, here we go. Galatians 3.19. Let me open up my Bible here for you. I think this is a really good question. That's why I want to do it. Um, 
Okay, so uh, as with most things, we're going to read this in context, right? Because we want to understand what Paul is saying. Paul is really hard to understand sometimes. So if we don't read him in context, we'll really struggle. So I'm going to... Um, okay. So I'm going to read from Galatians 3.15 here. To give a human example, brothers, even with a man-made covenant... No one annuls it or adds to it once it has been ratified. Now the promises were made to Abraham and to his offspring. It does not say and to offsprings referring to many, but referring to one and to your offspring who is Christ. This is what I mean. The law which came 430 years afterwards does not annul a covenant previously ratified by God so as to make the promise void. For if the inheritance comes by the law, it's no it no longer comes by promise, but God gave it to Abraham by promise. Okay, here's the verse. While in the law, it was added because of transgressions until the offspring should come to whom the promise had been made. And it was put in place through angels by an intermediator. Okay, so what Paul is talking about here is the covenant. He's talking about the Abrahamic covenant. Okay, and then he's talking about uh, the mosaic covenant which is the covenant that the law came through and he's trying to explain what the differences really are and it's very important to explain um the, and the big point that he's trying to make is what salvation is going to come through how how does salvation come upon us does it come through the mosaic covenant or the abrahamic covenant and he is trying to show us that it does not come through the mosaic covenant but through the Abrahamic covenant. The Abrahamic covenant is the promise that was made to Abraham um, that if you believe Abraham, you will you will be you and your offspring will be blessed. And ultimately through Abraham's line we have the Messiah coming. And be the Messiah is the fulfillment, if you will, of or the, the yeah the the fulfillment of the promise of this Abrahamic covenant. So through through the belief in Messiah, we get saved, and this is really what the Abrahamic covenant is pointing to. But now, what Paul is really trying to say here, he says, if their inheritance comes by the law, it no longer comes by promise. So the inheritance, he's talking about salvation. Inheritance is is becoming part of the kingdom it's becoming a son of god it's uh, it's be getting saved okay it's joining god's family if you will um this that inheritance comes through faith that's why uh, it's written that abraham believed and because he believed i was reckoned to him as righteousness it was not because abraham was a perfect man keeping all the law and that's why this is what paul is saying when he's trying to say why then the law it was added because of transgressions until the offspring should come to whom the promise had been made and it was put in place through angels. So he's saying um, the, the law is added because of our transgressions to show us how to walk, right? how to be obedient. How did Messiah walk? Well, he kept the law. What does the law do? It shows us what sin is. Sin is the transgression of the law. 1 John 3 verse 4. So the law was given to show us uh, because of our sin, like the, there was no law against murder before murder was ever committed. But once murder was committed, law was given because of that transgression. And now um, uh, that was there to help to point us to um, 
to Christ. That's why he's saying until the offspring should come to whom the promise had been made. Now, that offspring has come. So now we are um, we we are obedient to the law. Which law? Written on our hearts. See, now it's not just about a thing written on stone anymore. That's what the Mosaic Covenant was. It was written on stone. But now it's about the law written on our heart. That's the new covenant. Jeremiah 31 verse 31 says, I will come and write my law on your heart, right? So now in the new covenant as sons, now that this offspring, which is us, have come in, we will now be obedient to the law written on our heart, which is a deeper law, more um, high, a higher standard of law than simply the one written on stone. Why? Because it includes the we will now be judged also by our heart and not just by a law that was written on a stone. Okay, so this is what this is the law of Christ, the royal law that is also talked about, where uh, you know Jesus often talked about how you are. Um, uh, you know, you many would say, oh, you know, I um, don't commit adultery, but they would lust in their heart. Okay, that's the same as committing adultery is what Jesus taught. That is what this new covenant is. This is now the greater standard, the higher standard, the law written on the heart standard that we are to be obedient to. And that is what um, Paul is here. Uh, this is a big thing, but this is really what Paul is going to be getting at uh, uh, throughout his letters is how we are completely and only saved through faith, not by the keeping of the law. But now because we're faith, saved by faith, we will uphold the law of the new covenant, the law that is written on our heart, which is the same as God's law, but it has a higher standard even because now we will be judged by the intentions of our heart. Why we even try to feed the poor man, not just the fact by the fact that we did it, but why we did it. And uh, yeah, so I hope that makes sense. Uh, this was it's, I know it's, a, it's quite a complex topic, but I try to quickly do it for you guys here. Um, all right, so it's gone. Um, just opening the chat here again. Okay, here's a prayer request. Healing in my lungs from sudden asthma and sinus infections. I've been struggling, suffering for nine months. Okay. Yeah, and we're just going to pray for that. And for anyone who's got, you know, um, any kind of lung issues or anything like that. So, Father, Lord, we just speak right now to that in the name of Yeshua. Lord, I just thank you for all... Um, any lung issues, Lord, any struggle with breathing, God. Lord, we just speak to lungs for anyone listening to the sound of my voice or any family members now. And we just command freedom and healing in the lungs, Lord. I thank you for complete restoration in the name of Yeshua, Lord. And I thank you for any 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 swelling to go in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Okay. Let's go on. Um, hello, hello, everyone. So many of you joining. Thank you for joining. Wonderful. Um, I'm just uh, looking. Any questions? Please submit any questions. Any prayer requests that you have? Anything? Let me know. 
okay, here we have from Judith, pray for my family and our direction and our children. Children seem to have defiance more now than ever. Yeah, brothers and sisters, the world wants our children and we have to really be guarding. We have to be careful what they consume, what they watch. It's the enemy's try is like a lion seeking whom he can, he, whom he may devour. And we have to be so uh, in prayer. I mean, it's, it's very difficult, you know, um, I'm just, I just think about a uh, cane uh, who, um, when Cain wanted, just before he wanted to murder, well, just before he did murder his brother, the Lord came to him and said, sin is crouching at the door. What are you going to do with that? Sin is crouching at the door. Uh, there's, there's life and death before you, right? What will you choose? And, you know, I, I think it's uh, good to keep this in mind. What, I, what my point is by saying that is, is that the... We sh we should we try our best. I know parents usually always try their best to raise their children well. It's interesting how Cain murdered, but Abel was different. What was the difference? They had the same parents. He like it's like the one's offering was accepted by the Lord, and the other one wasn't. Why? Well, what is the difference between them? You know. I want to submit to you that their hearts were very different. And yes, we are. I'm saying this as a word for any parents listening. I believe the Father's putting it in my heart to tell you this. You know, the we can raise our children right the best in the best environments, and they can still decide to rebel. Unfortunate as that is, and and the only thing left for us sometimes then to do is to make sure. Well, two things is to make sure that our hearts are always loving towards them and that we don't act out of anger and hatred, you know, or let me rather use the word hatred or bitterness. And that we make sure that our fruit is very good because one of the reasons children can rebel is because our fruit isn't in line with what we preach. <laughs> That's very dangerous. We need to make sure we're not hypocrites. If we, if we are, but if we're making sure our fruit is well and all that, what we can then do, sometimes the only thing left to do is to pray for them. And that's not to be underestimated. Prayer is so powerful to turn the hearts of the children back to the fathers or the mothers. So, Father, I just pray right now for Judith's family and any other families listening who have children who have rebelled or have children who are on that path. Lord, I just pray right now, Lord, for all those kids. God, I just pray for your mercy and grace and peace and love and truth above all over them, Lord. I pray that they would see you, Lord, the way that you really are and not through the lens of a world, what the world says you are and who, who the world says you are and what the media and, and the movies and everything else says you are. But Lord, I pray for, your, for the truth of who you are to penetrate their hearts and to convict them of their sin. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would come into their lives and convict them of sin, righteousness, and judgment. In the name of Yeshua. Amen. And my last point with that was just that, you know, um, don't feel guilty. Like it must be something that you did wrong as a parent if your child um, isn't um, fully on fire for the Lord. And 
pray for them, okay? Do your best, but don't let the enemy come with guilt, shame, and condemnation. All right, moving on. Um, isn't it greater to love others as Jesus has loved us rather than loving others as ourselves? Okay, I don't hear much teaching on this new commandment. Okay, right. You know, um, I think if we see our... Uh, hold on, let me just see read this again. I think it just... Uh, isn't it greater to love others as Jesus has loved us? Um, sorry, uh, my, my mind just hit a blank there. I'm going to move on. Uh, <laughs> Because I'm not really sure. Um, sorry, guys. Okay, cool. I would appreciate prayer for my brother who is an atheist and who has a lot of anger in his heart. Also for my father who seems to be slipping away from his faith. Thank you. Okay, cool. Renee. So uh, we just pray for Renee's brother as well and father. So father, we just pray for Renee's brother and father. God, I just pray for you to just... Draw them in, Lord. I pray for your mercy over them. Lord, your grace over them, your shalom. But Father, I pray, Lord, that they would be convicted, Lord, of, of you, Lord, of their sin, Lord, of the reality of your coming kingdom, God. And Lord, like I said, Father, if there's anyone else, Lord, who has family in that, Lord, I pray that you would open their hearts to you. In the name of Yeshua, Amen. Amen. Okay. Uh, good evening from South Africa, Port Nolith, close to Richterfeld. Well, I'm from South Africa too, and thank you for joining, Benita. Uh, shalom, shalom. <laughs> uh, if there's any other questions you guys have or any other um, any other prayers, please do send them. Here's a question. Did the last days begin after Jesus died? Yes, it did. Um, the end of the end times in a certain sense did begin uh, after Jesus died in the grand scheme of things in the big picture. I know it may feel like that was a long time ago, but the big timeline picture, um, we are in the end times. Uh, are we at the end? No, no, I don't think we're at the end yet. But um, I think there's still some things that are gonna have to happen. And I think things are falling into place as the years go by, and it's happening quicker and quicker. Uh, we're not at the end, but we are in the end times, most certainly. Um, remember that how the scriptures say that there's all these birth pains are gonna happen, and then it's what does it say? But do not fear, do not fret, do not be dismayed, for the end is not yet. But there are other things that still need to happen. These are just birth pains. Okay. And that's what we are in right now. Okay. Thank you guys so much all for joining. I am so overjoyed and happy that you're all here. I didn't know that there would be so many of you joining. I'm so excited about that. Um, I'm just reading here. Okay, there's a good question here. Um, 
I th- excuse me if I mispronounced the name, Dia, I think. Why do you think there is so much confusion within the body of Christ whether or not there is a pre- or post-tribulation rapture? There's so many different opinions on this and it just causes confusion. Yeah. Um, obviously, in this live stream, I do not have time to go through everything with regards to that theology because it's a big eschatological um, thing to open up here. But I will say that regardless of where you fall, whether it's post-tribulation rapture or pre-tribulation rapture, or you know, it doesn't really matter and that I think what's most important is that we would all be prepared for a post-tribulation rapture. Because if you are completely convinced that God is going to rapture you away from any kind of suffering, any kind of tribulation, um, unlike the uh, Israelites, by the way, who did have to go through tribulation. But, you know, if you think that he will save you, but tribulation does come and he and it's actually supposed to be a post-tribulation rapture, you may be dismayed. You may, many may even fall away from the faith because they think that God has forsaken them because they are convinced that he must have raptured me by now. Why isn't he coming to rapture me? Why is the tribulation upon me and he hasn't raptured me yet? Right. That if that we have to be careful, that mindset, um, I think that that is a danger. And I think that regardless of where you fall theologically, if you are going to be prepared to go through tribulation, then you'll be in the safest place possible. Because, hey, if if you believed in a post-tribulation rapture, but actually God comes back in a, and raptures you away in a pre-tribulation rapture, then nothing is really lost. You'll be, you know, you'll be escaping it and no problem. All the, you know, all the good to you, I guess. So um, I think that's the only danger with that. You know, w- the con- the confusion is there um, in a nutshell because I think the enemy brings confusion and he doesn't want the body of Christ to understand these things. So, yeah, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Um, cool. Cool. I'm just reading here. Um, okay. My Brittany's saying my friend April is having knee surgery Tuesday, and would and I would appreciate prayers for her. Okay. So, we just speak to April right now, Father. I just thank you, Lord, for that surgery, God. Lord, but I pray right now, I speak to her knee, Father. I pray supernaturally, uh, I supernaturally speak to her knee. I pray for supernatural healing right now. Uh, God, I just command the, the knee to be made whole. Lord, we just speak to bones, ligaments, tendons, muscles, everything. Lord, I thank you for supernatural healing. God, I thank you, Lord, for all pain to stop. And go in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Cool. Let's go on. Reading through some of you guys' comments here. Is self-deliverance possible? Cool. Um, 
Yes, and look, I mean, here's the thing. It's kind of like we are not the person to ever bring any kind of deliverance. So I guess technically you could say no, but um, we should simply understand that God brings deliverance. Even if we're praying for someone, it is through the authority given to us, God brings it about. You can really think about this in a similar way of that if my dad told me, PD, I want you to go buy something for me. And um, here's a letter that says that you have authority to buy this for me and all that. And I go with this letter to the seller and I say this. I am representing my dad and I want to buy this for my dad. And so then this transaction takes place and I am the agent, if you will. And that's how it is with us and the father. He sends us out. This is it's kind of similar to how Eliezer was sent out um, and he was sent out to find a wife for Isaac and by Abraham. And so we see that Abraham commissions Eliezer to go and do this thing. And, and that's what we're doing. We're like commission sent out by the father to go and do things for him. And so we go and when we pray for it, if we cast a demon out of someone, we have the authority. It's been given to us by God and we cast out the demon. We are the one who does it. We like we do it. We actually go and command it. We speak to the demon. We do the action. Let me say like that. But God is the one who delivers. Because ultimately the power comes from him. So self-deliverance is possible in, in that way because it's God who delivers. You pray and ask God, well, and you, you, you speak. If, you, if there's, let's just say there's a demon actually, a demonic oppression in yourself, then yes, you can most certainly speak to that demon by your authority given to you by God. And command that demon to leave. And yeah, most certainly um, that's definitely possible. Hope that answers the question. Uh, Yuan. Okay, Wesley. How would you define biblical holiness? What about righteousness? It's a good question. I mean, okay, biblical holiness and I mean, righteousness very similar. Righteousness is right standing with God. In essence, you could think about it that way. So it's it's about my position with God. Am, am I on good terms with God or not? You could think about it that way. That's what righteousness is. So am, whether I am um, and it is, by the way, that also righteousness typically also extends to salvation. So when righteousness is often talked about in scripture, it's also talked about in the context of being saved or not. So um, we are we gain. That's why we the scriptures talk about how we we receive the righteousness of Christ when we put faith in him, um, because we can't be saved by our own right righteousness, our own right standing with God based off our own works. But we can be saved through our righteousness in Christ because it's based on his works, which were perfect and without sin. 
Okay, that's righteousness. Holiness, um, biblical holiness is, well, if we break it down, holiness simply means set apart. It means being different from the things which are common. It's kind of like things are common everywhere, you know, mainstream, if you will. You can use those words to describe it. And then you have being set apart that is different from it. And that is what holy is. So God calls us to live holy, which simply means you need to look different, set apart from the rest of the world. When you do that, then you live in holiness. And God prescribed how to do that. You, you just It's not about just doing the opposite of whatever the world does. I mean, that may, that may bring you far, but... It's more specifically about actually doing what God said is to be done, to be set apart. And ultimately, that is to follow his um, commandments, his instructions. Okay, But we're not saved by them. Again, we're saved by faith. We keep them because um, we want to live in obedience to God. And we, we do it because we are saved, not to be saved. Cool. Let's go on. Uh, awesome. Uh, Jessica, I'm asking for prayer for my husband and I to be baptized by fire and the Holy Spirit and to walk in boldness and gifts of the Spirit. Amen. We're going to pray that soon here. Um, okay. Okay, this is a good question. Um, Samuel asks, if someone was baptized a long time ago and for several years has been away from the Father, should he be baptized again when he comes back near the Father? I get this question a lot. I think it's very good. Um, baptism, here's the thing. Sometimes what baptism is, is very misunderstood when people get baptized the first time, especially when they got baptized um, under pressure or for the wrong reasons. Uh, if you got baptized just because you wanted to get inaugurated into the church, um, it's probably not the, and that's, that's the reason you got baptized. It's probably the wrong reason. Um, I remember when I grew up, I grew up in a Dutch reformed church and, you know, baptism was sometimes seen as simply being, as simply being the thing that makes you join the church. And I mean, I don't think it's necessarily wrong uh, to think about it that way, but that's really the minimum. That's really like lastly of what it's even supposed to. That's not really the point of baptism. Let's just say it like that. Um, baptism is about repentance. That's why the scriptures, you know, Peter or all these people who are the disciples who are baptizing people are always saying repent and be baptized. Repent for the remission of your sins. Get baptized. It's not... You can't have baptism without repentance. Um, and so if you got baptized before, but you did not have repentance, in other words, you did not repent of your sin before the Father, you didn't pick up your cross and follow him, then that there was no baptism. You could have taken a bath in water, but if there was no repentance, then that doesn't matter. That's not baptism. It, it's not because there's no baptism without repentance. Um, so... It's not just about sprinkling of water. The water is is not the thing. It's 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 about repenting of your sins, and then 
immersing in the water and coming up out, which is the death with Christ and the coming up as the resurrection of Christ. This is how we partake um, with him in essence with the the crucifixion. We're basically dying with him, right? Um, so to answer the question, if someone was baptized a long time ago and has, but then, you know, they may fall away from God. Okay, well, first off, did they repent the first time? Like truly, did they repent of their sins? If not, then they, I would say they need to get baptized because they were truly never really baptized. If they did truly repent and they then in between through the earth somewhere fell into a sin somewhere, do they then need to get rebaptized? I I, know, I don't think so. I think they need to come back to the Father um, and uh, repent of their sins. Repentance is a continuous thing, of course, through our lives. We need to continue to repent. Um, but you don't necessarily need to get rebaptized then. But I will say that if if you really doubt whether you if you really if this is something really that's bothering you, you know, if this is really a thing on your heart that you feel the Holy Spirit is putting on your heart and you're not sure if you if your first baptism was really genuine, if you if you don't if you don't think you really knew what you were doing, um yes, I, I think there's really a space for the consideration of getting baptized. Okay, I hope that answers it. Cool, let's go on. I hope this is blessing you guys. Hey, this is uh, my first off the cuff one right here like this. And um, I'm really enjoying it. And uh, I hope that it blesses you guys. Cool, just reading some more here. You guys saying amen, shalom, yes. Um, pray over this nation and this state it is and pray for the president. Amen. I think that's such a good thing to do. Um, we're going to do that now. Okay. I'm going to end the stream in just a few minutes. As we're ending off here, brothers and sisters, I want to, we're going to do three things. Uh, we're going to pray for the nation. We're going to pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit for anyone listening who desires more of Holy Spirit in their life. Hey, maybe you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit before, but um, we're just I think that we all desire. I do certainly desire more of the Holy Spirit in my life. And so we're going to pray for that uh, for everyone. And um, and um, and I also then thirdly, I just before I do that, I want to just thank you so much for joining this live stream today. I really appreciate you listening in. I'm hoping to start doing this more often, maybe a weekly thing, even if the Lord wills. Um, and um, tomorrow uh, tomorrow morning uh, on the YouTube channel, I'm putting out a video regarding speaking in tongues and uh, talking about the, uh, the whole idea of quote-unquote demonic tongues. Um, I've heard many people being afraid of the gift of speaking in tongues because of, you know, um, how do I know what I'm saying and how do I know I'm not like saying the wrong thing if I am not able to interpret what I am saying, right? <laughs> okay, that kind of question I'm going to address in the video coming out tomorrow 
morning. So if you want to listen to that, go make sure you check back tomorrow morning on the channel. So let's pray for the nation and Holy Spirit uh, to be poured out. Father, Lord, we just thank you, Father, for everything, Lord, that you have given us. Lord, thank you for your son. Thank you, Lord, for us all to just be able to fellowship even in this long distance manner, Lord. Father, we just pray right now for the nation of America. Lord, I pray for the nation of South Africa, my home country. Lord, I pray, Lord, and everyone else right now is listening, Lord, who is from each and every one of their nations. We are lifting each and every one of their nations up right now. And as we come and we are standing before you, Lord, as representations of our nations, Lord, as as uh, representatives. Lord, I ask, Father, that you would come and have mercy, Lord, on us, our nations. Lord, I pray, Lord, for the people in, the, in this world, Lord, who do not know you, who are rebelling against you, who do not know who they are themselves. They don't understand what they were made to be, and that is to be your children, to worship you, to build your kingdom, to use their talents for you. Father, all these things. I pray, Lord, that you would come and bring about a great awakening. Lord, I know you're already doing it, Father, but I pray, Lord, that this thing would grow and expand in such a way because we want to step forward. Father, today we're saying, Lord, we desire to step forward on this battlefield, this spiritual war. And we're saying, Lord, help us to be warriors for your kingdom in our community or wherever you have called us to. Lord, help us to be that light in the darkness. Help us to not hit our light under a basket, but put it on a hill for all around us to see, for them to come and ask, what is this hope that is within you? And help us to give that account, Lord. Father, I pray, Lord, for for people to come. Lord, I pray for a revival. Lord, there is people falling away, but I pray for a revival even the more, Lord. I pray, Lord, that there would be, I pray for China, Lord, the, the, the incredible things, the horrible things happening there. Lord, I pray, Lord, for the pers- those who are persecuted, Lord, and, and all around the world, your people, Lord, I pray that you would protect them, Lord. I pray for open doors, Lord, even in those situations to get to the 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 hearts of authorities, Lord, who are wicked. Lord, and I pray, Lord, that those who are evil, who make traps, Lord, that they would fall into their own traps. But that those who walk in righteousness, Lord, that their steps will be preserved and upheld, Lord. Father, I thank you for protecting them in the name of Yeshua. And Lord, I pray against all the schemes of the enemy in these, these times with all the thing, crazy things our world is facing right now. Lord, I pray, Lord, for your wisdom your guidance for us as believers on what to say, when to speak, when to keep silent, when to turn the other cheek. Lord, and help us to always love. Help us to be that witness, Father, in the name of Yeshua, Lord. Help us to not be prideful and boastful. Help us not think of ourselves as better than others. Even if we have some knowledge, help us to remain humble or the knowledge not puff us up. Lord, help us to not be leavened, but unleavened as you are unleavened, Father. And Father, Lord, I also pray, Lord, lastly, God, for your Holy Spirit, Lord, to, for us to be able to do the things we're talking about, Father. You know, O oh Lord, you know. Like Moses said, 
Oh, if only all of God's people had his spirit and were filled with him. Father, I pray that what Moses said. Today you have done it, Lord. Acts has come. Acts has come and, and you have poured out your spirit upon all flesh. Lord, today I say to everyone listening, I speak to their households. I speak to their lives and I say, Father, I thank you for bringing about a great revival first in the household. Secondly, Lord, and around them with in their families and then in their communities. Lord, I pray right now, Lord, Holy Spirit, come and fill them. Fill them with with power, fill them with spiritual gifts, fill them with knowledge and understanding, Lord, fill them with a boldness and not fearing the world but fearing you and you alone. God, I thank you for complete freedom, Lord, from the things of this world. Help us, Lord, to pick up our cross and follow you all the way there. Help us to be like the thief on the cross. Help us to say, oh, to to praise you even in our darkest times. Even if we feel our situations overwhelm us, help us to keep our eyes fixed on you. In the name of Yeshua, amen. All right, brothers and sisters, I hope that this has blessed you. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining this live stream. Um, Some of you may have been joining late, and that's okay. When this is over, it'll be on the channel, and you can watch it from the beginning if you desire to. So, brothers and sisters, thank you again for joining. May God bless you, keep you, shine His face upon you, lift up His counts upon you, give you shalom, and give you blessings. Shalom, shalom. (laughs)